So I'm going to tell you guys about how I made my first, very first big mistake, right? And I didn't get in any trouble. You know, there were no like physical consequences at the moment, but karma's fucking real, dude. I'm not even going to call it karma because I'm not sure if I believe in karma. I, I believe in God, but I will say that what goes around does come around. It may not be in the same form or in the way that you think, but you reap what you sow, and I definitely believe that. So anyways, so for reference, guys, now I'm 25 years old. <clears throat> um, after a lot of self-realization, I'm finding out that I have always been a little bit boy crazy. Um, this story is one of the first in a long series running from young and hurt to young and toxic to just plain stupid, some back and forth, some highs and lows, some healing, some relapsing, some more healing, some more relapsing. Um, but we all know growth is not linear. And for the story first, I'm going to tell you how I fucked up. And then I'm going to tell you on how not to fuck up. Sometimes you'll hear people in your family or people who care about you say I don't want you to be like me I want you to be better well that's how I feel and this may not be all the answers but I do want to share the information that I do have so um, one more little backdrop this story starts when I was 17 and very recently um, and previously to that well, this story that I'm going to tell you about, I was, I had my very first sexual encounter and it was via sexual assault and physical assault. And I'll, I can get into that later, but uh, damn, I wonder if I should put a trigger warning. Okay, trigger warning, guys. Um, this, actually, this shit gets pretty real. So if you don't like maybe bullying and sadness, this shit, this is like real shit, so... Anyway, I got caught in mouth a little bit, but so I'm 17. I'm dating this 17 year old boy, right? He's blonde. He's not that cute, not that tall, but I think he had blue eyes. This boy L. Uh, L stands for loser. Uh, yep, he's a loser. Anyways, so Elle and I met on my high school's cross-country team, and he had also previously dated. Uh, not a friend of mine, she was a buddy, but she was on my team, and she's a nice girl. And I don't fucking know. And then two other girls. And so I already mentioned this guy was, you know, blonde, blue eyes. So of all four of us, there were no white girls you know what I mean like this guy dated black girls Latina girls and who aren't black and uh Asian girls so I'm thinking oh he must really like me like this is not a red flag whatsoever he likes me because I look like the girls he's dated I'm like them so I'm thinking like this dude really really likes me anyways so he was super sweet. He would take me on dates, invite me to his house. Um, you know, just your cute 17-year-old boyfriend. So, first red flag that I did not notice was a red flag is his father would stare at me in disgust. 
a lot of disgust. Like, literally, I was as if he watched a human take a shit on the sidewalk and then he accidentally stepped on it and he could smell it and tracked it all the way home. Like, that's how the fuck he looked at me. Like, I was just disgusting to him. But anyways, fuck it. I don't care. So, I'd go to Elle's house. We'd watch movies. We'd cuddle. We'd do things in his basement. I actually, um, another trigger warning. I'm not sure about any of you who may or who may have not been sexually assaulted, but uh, one of the things that can happen is you become hypersexual. Um, that can happen. Other people, people deal with things differently. So that's all I'll say about that. But I did that with him so soon to avoid being assaulted. So self-harm experience number one, where I can remember being conscious of my own self-harm. I figured if I fuck this guy right now, there's no way he can trigger warning, grape me. You know, like that shit's not going to happen. Um, anyways, back to the story. <laughs> Before I fucking trauma dump some more. Okay, so that's happening. Keep that in your fucking back pocket, okay? So, turns out um, that the memorabilia from World War II that Elle would show me in his basement that I thought was so cool. Yeah, turns out his family's German, which is not a bad thing. I was like, damn, German guys are kind of fucking hot, so... That shit was fine with me. Um, What was also fine with me was soon after that, he told me that his family uh, were Nazis. And he showed me a picture of his grandfather in his little Nazi outfit. And I was like, cool, well, that shit's old. Also, I don't know if you guys play Call of Duty or anything, but Zombies Mode, um, I used to watch on Black Ops 1, and I love the backstory. Okay, no one cares. It has to do with zombies, though, so I, I thought... You know, I was like, cool, they made zombies. He's nice to me. And all these girls he's dating, like, you know, they look like me. So I'm like, he's not fucking racist. Elle goes on to tell me one day, his dad asked him, Elle, why do you keep bringing home all these ethnic girls? And he and I, he laughed and then I laughed. I'm like, oh, this, this is funny. Like, it's a joke. Like, he likes girls like me. Um, wrong. Elle and I continue to date. Um, we date for about almost a year. Um, wasn't very long, but impactful nonetheless. So, Elle introduces me to, that was a drum roll, smoking weed. Hmm, not bad. But anyways, he introduces me to smoking weed, taking Adderall, taking Vyvanse, parachuting Vyvanse, um, him selling his Adderall to make money at school. Um, And, you know, I was like, cool, like my man is a pharmacist. I fuck with that. So he would also use his money on me. What other better fucking way? There is no other better fucking way. Like there's no better way to spend your money than to do it on me. got thirsty so l would sell his medication he would you know introduce me to all these things that i really didn't do didn't even i didn't even know how to find these things you know 
But when you go, the kids who you think do not have these things are definitely the ones to have it. And that is not what I think. That is just a stereotype. Anyways, dude, I think I say that. I think I say anyways like 16 million times every time I fucking talk because I'm always talking like dead ass. And it's annoying. <sighs> he would use this money that he was making sometimes also to like take me out to eat. Um, I know some of the times his parents would give him like the money, but I know often uh, he'd be like, oh, I made this from selling my meds today. Like, let's get something to eat. Okay, cool. So he was, I thought he was a really sweet guy. You know, maybe he's, people aren't bad. So I'm not saying he's not. Anyways, L for loser. So we'd go to Taco Bell. He'd take me in his fucking, I don't know. That shit was like 1995. Uh, Red Honda Accord. It was loud. It was low-key dirty. But my car was kind of fucked up too, so. And we are 17. Who fucking cares? Who cares now? We'd go to Taco Bell and oftentimes, well, always, he would let me order my food first, always. And I didn't notice until... We had been dating for a while, maybe, you know, a few to several months. That when we would go somewhere and get food, um, he would usually let me order first. Well, he would, but he, the reason wasn't just because he's a sweet guy or he's being chivalrous. Actually, maybe that is the reason. It's pretty chivalrous if you think about it. He would let me order first and then whatever money he had left, I remember I would see him counting the cash and he would get like just whatever he could afford what was the money left meanwhile he'd tell me get whatever you want like and okay i'm going to like i'm with my boyfriend um i didn't realize once i realized uh he would not have food or he'd just get like a chicken quesadilla and a cup of water meanwhile i have like my baja blast and my crunch wrap supreme and my potatoes like damn taco bell's good as fuck so i thought that you know, and he would also doubt, like, slob down my food. Like, if whatever I didn't eat, he would fucking inhale it. And so eventually I realized, I was like, this dude is so nice. Like, he's letting me eat first. Like, that's some family shit. Like, that's some love shit. Like, I fucking love this guy. And now I'm like, that shit's bare minimum. Like, why the fuck would your man not want to feed you? Isn't he supposed to be taking care of you? So that shit's romantic, right? He would even drive and pick me up when it's like a foot of snow, there's black ice on the roads, like we're in Ohio, like shit gets fucked up in Ohio. And I remember my one of my favorite Valentine's dates ever in my life. Um, it wasn't because it was super amazing, um, but it was because it was a foot of snow, it was black ice, he came, drove, picked me up with flowers, took me to dinner. Um, it was very sweet, like I was 17, that was like, a really sweet date and I still think it's sweet like it was dangerous that's why I felt like it was such um such a risk damn this dude's risking his fucking life as he should so we'd go sit in his car we'd like smoke we'd make out next to the fucking like woods <laughs> so you know Ohio shit 
down. I think my roommate just got home. Fucking bitch. Now I gotta go close the door. Anyways, so when he would pet sit for his parents, friends actually in there, the neighborhood was pretty rich. Um, well, I don't know if it's rich, but you know, I'm poor, so that shit was nice to me. He'd bring me along and we'd sit in their houses, eat their food, have sex on their beds and in their showers, sleep on their couches, ignore their dogs. <laughs> well, he was supposed to be watching them, not me. That shit ain't none of my business. But so this happened on a few occasions. And so the more we would go over there and I would spend time with him in, in settings that, you know, were a little bit different, I could see how we treated people. Which is how we talked about them. And I'm not saying I was a perfect 17-year-old either. I've got my own issues. But that's not what this is about. So he'd see the pictures of their kids. Be like, these kids are slur. The R slur. These kids are the F slur. Um, just crazy ass shit. And I'd be like, well, he's nice to me. That's what matters, right? You're 17. You're like, this guy's nice to me. Fuck everybody else. So... You know how I said we would have sex in his basement, right? Pull it out of your back pocket. Well, once we recorded it on Elle's cell phone. It's like one of the first fucking, not the first, but it was the iPhones that were like bubbles, low key. Like, they're like little fucking soap holders. So anyways, um, the next time we hang out after, you know, recording it, making our little underage movie, our underage porno, um, Elle and I hang out and he's telling me, oh yeah, I got in trouble. Sorry, I didn't have my phone for a few days. I'm like, why'd you get in trouble? He's like, oh, my mom went through my phone because she found out that I was smoking weed. Oh, okay, cool. Well, you got it back. He's like, yeah, she's seen the video of us. And I was like, okay, that's mortifying and embarrassing, especially since, you know, I liked his mom. I love moms. Anyway. <sighs> Dude, I got fucking cotton though. So he then shows me a message of her telling him she saw the video we made and she noticed we did not use any protection and that we should start doing so. So first of all, I'm like, what the fuck, bitch? Why are you watching that shit? And then I'm like, valid, like seven, you should definitely be using a condom, uh, especially when you're 17. Unless you want to have babies and STDs and whatever. Um, so yeah, I just thought she was weird as fuck for watching that video because you had to look pretty close. It was down at an angle. You had to, she had to have been watching it pretty closely. So yeah, that shit was weird. I was also embarrassed because like, damn, now I'm 17. My boyfriend's mom seen my whole vagina, <sighs> vulva area. So fast forward to summer. So this happens with the sex thing around uh, February, soon after Valentine's Day. Fast forward to summer, right? We're still dating. I'm visiting one of my aunts um, for a while in another city. And I get a message from a mutual friend that L, fucking loser, had hooked up with a girl from class. 
So this girl was from Indonesia, I believe. And I'm only mentioning that because put it in your back pocket. So do you notice a pattern with that before you put it in your pocket? So anyways, this girl's name is T. So I confronted him about it. Obviously he lied. I believed him. You guys remember that thing? That's like, uh, she believed he lied. That's That was me. Something told me he was lying um, at that point. I didn't really know much about my intuition, so I didn't really trust it. And I had no proof, so benefit of the doubt, right? No reason not to. I was doing homework for a few of the students at my school. Well, not doing homework. Damn, is that legal? Should I say that? I was tutoring them. Yeah, I was checking them. I was tutoring. Anyways, one of them was good friends with T. And when I got back from my hometown soon after my little visit, I asked her for T's phone number. She gave it to me, obviously. I messaged T and asked her if she had sex with L. And she said something along the lines of, He want me. He don't want you. Nanny, nanny, nanny. And I was like, okay, bitch, now you're about to piss me off. Like, now you're really about to piss me off. Anyways, we go back and forth, and I'm like, okay, this girl is not a girl's girl, because me, I would have been like, yeah, this is what happened. We can set him up. But bitches ain't real. I then talk to T's friend again. I'm like, yo, give me... Give me, give me the lowdown. Where's this bitch live at? Where's she work at? So very easily, I'm not really sure how close of friends they were, because very easily she gave me the location of where she worked, her hours, and what day she would be there. Um, so let's let's go, dude. Like let's fucking go. I had a great idea, a sinister idea, a regretful idea. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to reiterate. This, this is, it was not a good idea, okay? I'm not proud of this. So, you can't learn from anything that you deny. So, let's... Let's fucking learn from it. Let's go. So, boom. I'm at the reptile store. I grab bugs. I get crickets, mealworm. I want to say I got some maggots, but I don't know the difference between mealworm and maggots. So, maybe they're the same thing. I get a little bag full of dirt that they come in. And, dude, I'm getting my revenge. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting my fucking revenge. Ah. <sighs> It was like $4, too. It was a great $4. Um, at that point, I was like, this is an investment for my happiness. $4 is a great price for happiness. So I go to T's job, right? Self and an accomplice. Um, we cover ourselves up. We put on little scarves on our face, little hoods. And we're like, let's go to T's job. Like, she's at work. Let's go fuck this girl up we go to t's job we get a drink we pour said bugs into the drink well okay i'm not gonna say we me so i go to t's job i get a drink i pour the bugs the dirt 
it's got the ice it's got the soda like it's all in one cup and I give it a big a little shake which RIP to those bugs because I did not think that they were gonna die like that like I did not think that I I wasn't thinking about that they froze to death that was pretty fucked up RIP bugs so the bugs weren't my concern though I was more concerned with the bitch who fucked my man, my man, my man, my man, my man. So I took the cup and I dumped it all over T's face. All over it. Her screams brought joy to my soul. I was like, ha, 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 ha. This fucking stupid bitch. It's what she deserves. Like I said, not a proud moment for me to speak back on. This is the behavior of a very, very, very insecure young girl. So if you're listening and you're thinking, ha, ha, ha. It is funny, but bitch, not too funny. So I get home. I had a great day. It was amazing. Um, T's friend messages me and she says, hey, T offered me money to fight you. Uh, I said no, though. And I was like, cool. Ain't got shit to do with me. She ain't about to be my ass. She could have, though. That was a big bitch. Anyways, now that I got my lick back. I want revenge. I'm trying to see my man, my man, my man, my man. So let me remind you, I'm getting back from my trip. I got back, I got my revenge, and now I'm trying to see my man, right? Well, it's late, um, L was not free or whatever. I don't know what happened, but it's been a couple days since I've been back in my hometown and I have not seen him. So he's usually not over allowed over past a certain time. Um, my mom, like a reasonable mom, wanted him to be gone uh, pretty much I want to say it was a, it was pretty late too like around 11 so I didn't feel like dealing with that plus I was not trying to talk to him y'all I was not trying to talk to that man he was not cute but he there was some stuff about him so <laughs> anyways he sneaks through the window <sighs> That wasn't the first time, but this is the first time that we, this is how, this is the first time we fucked up. Like, first of all, there was always snow prints outside my window. So I'm not really sure how no one caught on. Yes, don't get me started on that. Strict parents create sneaky kids. But my mom was not strict though. That was my dad. So Elle sneaks in. He gets in my twin size, pink framed, pink sheet, pink pillow bed, um, which that put that in your back pocket too. It's a very cute bed. I love that bed. I had my pillow pets. Like it was a very cute bed. Like my dad had it painted pink for me. It was a beautiful bed. I miss that bed. So he gets in the bed. We, we say our hellos. I don't even remember, but I do know what we did do literally five seconds not not even five seconds after we were finished and both laid back down like we had just probably hit the bed my mom opens the door my mom usually knocks 
And my door is usually locked. But bitch, I ain't have time to lock the door because I wasn't thinking about that. And my mom was so excited because I was home. She burst through the door saying, my baby's home. And I was, she was so excited. And then her face just dropped. First of all, I didn't have a big room like my bed. You open the door, there's my bed. Like, there's me and him in the bed. So luckily, we still had our shirts on. We only undressed from uh, the waist down. If my mom ever hears this, or my dad, fuck, I, I hope, I don't know about this. I'll tell them not to listen to this. But so under the blanket, um, we're completely naked. Like, we had just finished. My mom's face drops, and she just looks shocked. And she closed the door and walks away. Like, she didn't know what to say. Thank God she did that shit, because, like I said... Anyways, we hurry up and put our, our pants and stuff on, and I go out, and I hear my stepdad at the time, he's, oh my god, disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. First of all, I was like, you, you is not my dad. Anyway, but my stepdad is the dad to my little brother. So my mom says, hey, I wish that you would have just told me. Like, I wish you just told me I would have said yes, like, I trusted you. Broke my fucking heart, dude. Never lied to my mom again. Even when it's the most embarrassing, fucked up. I, I'm not going to lie to my mom. Not after I heard her say that. That broke my heart. So she's like, fine, he can stay until midnight. It's already past the usual time at this point. So she says he needs to leave soon at midnight. So my little brother is about 12 years old at this point. Uh, L is has already turned 18. I know that. I remember that. And my little brother... He heard his dad saying, disrespectful, disrespectful. And so, you know, that's his dad. And he's like, oh, this guy is in here and my dad doesn't like him. And he's my sister's boyfriend. Like my brother, he's, he was 12. So midnight comes, I'm walking L out to his car. We walk through the living room. My little brother's in there. He's 12. He, uh, he does a bump, which he should not have done. He does like a shoulder not even a shoulder check he was to l's fucking nothing like he was 12 l was 18 anyways he bumps into him and l jumps at him like jumps at him and i was like yo what the fuck like that's my brother like what the fuck are you doing i felt like it may have been a reflex it'd probably be a reflex for me i thought um but i'm like yo get the fuck out of here like that's my brother he says sorry and you know reflex all right cool something along the lines of that and so I'm like, all right, I forgive you. Like, no one got hurt. I give him a little kiss. He goes and gets in his car. And right before he pulls off, the second before he pulls off, he sends me a text. The text says, I should have shot that little N-word, R, hard R, when I got the chance. Bitch, my, like, what the fuck are you talking about? What, the, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Really? that that hard like what the n-word and i was just like what the fuck is wrong with you so a bitch like me was not about to let that slide i was not about to let it slide and i did not i get my clothes on first of all i'm supposed to be in the bed i get my clothes on i get ready and i put my tennis shoes on and i race to his fucking house i have no idea how i got there before he did because he left at least four five minutes before I did and I st so yeah I want to know what was you doing anyways I got there I pulled in front of his driveway blocked the driveway so he couldn't get in again not a good thing 
he gets out the car and I'm still in my car and I lock the doors because he's coming at me and he's kicking my car door, screaming, get the fuck out, get the fuck out of here, grabbing me. Well, not grabbing me. Sorry, I take that back. Grabbing the door. So then I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, this guy's like, he's like five, seven. I'm like, I'm five, two and a half now. So at this point, yeah, I think I've been the same size for a while. So probably the same. I'm like, I could, I could fuck this guy up. No doubt. So we start fist fighting. Like, bitch, we're fighting. Um, we're fighting. We're going at it. His mom and dad come out, separate us. Oh my God, they're fighting. Timmy, they're fighting. Ah. So they separate us. Um, he goes inside. I get in my car. My car has a dent in it from where he kicked it. And so anyways, there's that story. Okay. So the screenshot, right? I have the screenshot, the text message of what he said. I posted on Twitter, right? First of all, they did not care. (laughs) There was no punishment for that. Like literally the most punishment he got was like nothing. So damn, I forgot to tell you guys something. But I'll have to tell you, it was important to the story, but I'm past that point. But, you know, I'm like, no one needs to punish him. I punished him because I whooped that ass. Just kidding. I didn't. It really didn't go that far. Um, No one was hurt, really. So what did I learn from all of this, from all of that, from wasting four dollars, from wasting gas money to putting my hands on another human being, letting them put their hands on me, speeding. Um, By the way, when I got home, then, you know, I talked to my mom in the morning and I told her what happened. She was like, oh, we didn't even know you were gone. I got home around 3 a.m. because I stopped somewhere to cry, actually. And then the police came up to me and asked me why I was crying in a Wendy's parking lot at 3 a.m. And I told them. And apparently they went to his house and told his parents that he's using slurs, but I don't really know how true that is. He was also a liar. But did that win me anything? Any of that? Did I win anything? No, I did not. All I did um, was not only start a toxic, vicious cycle with myself, but also traumatize some other young, dumb girl that also probably didn't know any better. Why the fuck would I punish her? What did she, what did T do to me? She was mean. She was a bitch. She's probably yeah. She was a bitch, but I that was fucked up. Um, what I did, and hey, ain't shit I can do about it now. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> but also, I boosted a stupid fucking boy's ego. A boy who was a loser, a boy who called my brother a slur, a boy who use a, uses slurs, and you know I go back to the point where I told you guys. In the beginning, he was using the R slur, the F slur, and he would say these things. He would say a lot of things, but honestly, I would just let them go because guess what? He was nice to me. That's not enough, if you haven't noticed. That's really not enough. They need to be nice. They need to be a kind person. Just because they are nice to you, what happens when they piss when you piss them off? What happens when you're no longer attractive to them? What happens when you're no longer doing anything for them? You become just like everyone else until they find someone else that they want to be nice to. And even if that never happens, it could because they're just not kind. 
they are just kind to you so what did i learn from this number one hurting others will not heal you okay the satisfaction you get is only temporary i have fed, spent more time regretting doing what i did to t when i was 17 than i enjoyed it i enjoyed it for it was very short-lived the satisfaction and um the regret has lasted years because it's just it was just so unfair and not because she didn't deserve it i'm not saying that she didn't deserve it um but how can you think of how many times i've done something where i probably would have deserved that's not true i'd be for the most part i'm pretty nice <laughs> but just think about it like everyone's perspective is different and satisfaction you know from revenge is just why are you happy you hurt someone? You shouldn't be happy you hurt someone. Even if they hurt you. Easier said than done. So number two, use condoms. Always. That period, especially if you're 17 or below or above. Yeah, use condoms. That's what I learned also. Number three, um, wearing your shirt over your head is not a disguise not saying anything else about that number four men who only date outside of their race typically have fetishes or and or some sort of self-love issue so pull out all those things i had you put in your pocket l blonde hair blue eyes all of these girls including myself are brown and black women not weird um who i mean like all women are beautiful we're all amazing so definitely not weird at all but when it's on purpose it's fucking weird okay it is also especially weird when that person uses racial slurs so see where those two things come into play it is not because they respect you it is not because they love you it is not because your race is just godly to them it is because they are shitty there's your answer. So being fetishized might boost your ego, but don't be with someone who fetishizes you. Be with someone who loves you. Easier said than done. But a man who fetishizes you does not love you. So remember that. Number five, men who, oh, this goes with the part that I was supposed to tell you guys and I forgot. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and sneak it in. I forgot to tell you guys that after we had had uh, intercourse that day, when my mom burst into my room, um, a few, you know, after all of that happened and we talked for a little bit, he told me, hey, could you not moan so much? And I was like, what do you mean? That shit feels, that shit feels good. Like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, I prefer when you're innocent and quiet and shy. Um, so yeah, men who refer to sex as innocent or, or don't want you to enjoy it, are weird as fuck so there's that so yeah those men are also usually uh if not pedophiles they're fucking weird like they're predators at that so if your man tells you he doesn't like when you're expressing how much you enjoy having sex with him and that he prefers it's it, you know i'm not gonna king shame um but it's the context and that was weird moving on Never go after the girl. This should have been number fucking 
it's number six for a reason. I'll leave it there. So never go after the girl, especially if you're not going to go after the man first or just as actually I was, it says I wrote down just as bad, but you need and it needs to be worse. Um, but never go after the girl. I know it sucks and it hurts because girl code and as someone who is definitely a girl's girl, like that shit does hurt when girls don't have girl code, but everyone's not like you and everyone's mind does not work the same way as yours and everyone does not care about girl code and everyone does not care about bro code. So you got to take it upon yourself to not go after the girl. It's not their fault. They do. Some of them are bitches and some of them know. And they need their ass beat. But it's it's not your job. I know it, you want to, but it's not your job. Number seven, if someone treats everyone else like shit and is only nice to you, um, they are likely treating you like shit too, just not in front of your face. So, um, Or you're just too dumb to notice or care. So there's that. Um, like I said, it does boost. It, used, it would boost my ego when I'm like, oh, he's only nice to me. There's something great about me. No, bitch. That's not the truth. Number eight, trust your intuition. This was the first time I really remember my intuition telling me that someone was lying and I just completely disregarded it. And I'm sure it could have happened before, but this is when I became conscious of it at 17. So I hope that uh, we all are listening to our guts. So how do we move forward from this? Calm the fuck down. I have to tell myself that very often. Um, Maybe I'll tell you guys some things about me that are secrets. I'm not sure. <sighs> Anyways, calm down. Shut the fuck up. Number two, ask yourself a question. A few questions. Is this legal? Is this an action that respects me? Does this benefit me in any way other than satisfying the need for revenge? Could I be doing something better with my time? Will I be able to undo or come back from this? And is, lastly, is this choice going to be out of peace or love? So any one of those questions, any one of those, have been able to help me. Um, obviously, nothing is bulletproof, but we can always try if we put in the effort and put in the work, okay? And I know it's really hard, like I said. Easier said than done, and you're going to hear me say that a lot because it's true. Easier said than fucking done. Um, if any of the answers to these questions are no, find something else to do. So if it's not legal, don't do it. If it doesn't show that you're respecting yourself, don't do it. Is it loving anyone? Is it peaceful? Can you undo it? You can't do undo anything. But if there's no coming back from this, I would be closer to not doing it, you know? Number three, do not entertain the bare minimum, ever. Your partner being nice and sweet towards you is the very lowest bar. That is how you act with someone that you like. You are nice to them and you are sweet to them. You are kind to them. Being kind to one person, no. If, if they're only nice to you, like I said, they're not nice. Number four, be your own good person. You don't need to be with a good person. I'm sure you fucking, you guys know that. Be your own good person. If they're not going to be a good person to you, be a good person to yourself. And like I said, this was when I was 17 and I wish I, you know, your parents tell you things and your grandparents tell you things and aunt and uncles and, you know, family mentors, they tell you things, friends tell you things. And I remember my abuela, she used to always be like, oh my God, like, 
make sure you don't do this, don't do this, do this. And I'd be like, yo, shut the, shut up. You're so old. Like, you're always talking. Like, leave me alone. Some things you do find out on your own. But it doesn't feel good. So sometimes it's better just to listen because they really do have your best interests at heart. Number five, choose kindness. It's very hard sometimes, I know. Um, but please try. Number six, don't be too hard on others or yourself. So put yourself in someone else's shoes and ask why did they make that decision? Maybe they're hurt too. Maybe they just wanted to. Maybe they just didn't care about your feelings. Maybe they just don't care about you. But uh, none, at the end of the day, none of it is really any of your business. Um, that is something I am just now learning. Like a lot of these things. Um, or I've learned it before and it just didn't stick. And I want it to stick. So I'm healing too. So sometimes, you know, I've heard when people cheat, it's because they're insecure. They're too insecure to leave the relationship or they want to have their cake and eat it too. Or they don't want to miss out on you, but they don't want to miss out on this. And like I said, they're, they're dishonest people at the end of the day. But underneath that dishonesty, they're also someone who's hurt, someone who's insecure, someone who's angry, someone who's sad, someone who's resentful, uh, someone who's envious, someone who hates you, someone who doesn't like you, someone who wants to hurt you. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not your business. Um, they have to do that themselves. You can't nurse, you can't love someone back to health because you're just going to hurt yourself. So you have to let them do it. They hold the key to their own awakening, as do you. So, number seven, do you deserve peace? If the answer is yes, give it to yourself. Number eight, let it go. So, you're probably like, oh my God, all these things are so hard. <sighs> they are hard. Um, so, what are some things that we can do instead? Number one, go on a walk. Do a mini workout, go to the gym, go run, cook a new recipe, apply for a job, learn a new skill, read a book, listen to a podcast, listen to this podcast, take a bath, write down a peace plan, get dressed up, do your makeup, cut your hair, dye your hair, um, seek help, talk with a friend. If you don't have any friends, go make some. If you don't want to make any, talk to your family. If you don't have any family, go make some family. You don't want to, then fuck it. Don't talk to yourself out loud. Don't get stuck inside your head. Hear your thoughts outside of your head. Sometimes I will hear things in my head and I'm like in there talking to my little demon and my little angel and they're like, yeah, yeah, sounds good, sounds good. They're dumb. I will have to say something out loud and hear it as if it was coming from someone else and be like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Why would you do that? Anyway, so talk to yourself out loud. Um, sometimes the best advice is no advice at all. Someone to just talk to who can listen. Friends... You know, you can always vent to your, to whoever you'd want to. Um, the older I get and the more things I go through, the less venting helps me. It does help to talk with a friend and, you know, you want to share your experiences with your friend. You want to go through things. You don't want to go through things alone. But I have realized um, it doesn't help as much. You just need to get it out a couple times and let it go. So... Who's better to listen to your secrets than you? If you believe in God, if you believe in angels, if you believe in 
crystals, if you believe in the talking to plants, I talk to my plants very often, whatever you believe, you can journal, I like to journal as well, so people who can keep your secrets, or not people, so what better way to keep your secrets than telling yourself, and another being that cannot tell anyone, unless they do like a spiritual something, which I don't recommend doing that either, it doesn't always work, anyways, so go get a fucking journal, if you want, go to therapy, um, or don't, but do take in, partake in activities that are going to benefit you and stay away from the ones who are not going to benefit you. If it's not going to help you do anything in the next fucking six months, year, in the next two days, don't do it. Like, what's the point? I've done so much stupid stuff, you guys, like so much. So all of these tools are easier said than done, but I'm trying to save you from yourself, from making some of the same mistakes that I made. Being a toxic person is draining, and the hole will only get deeper and deeper and deeper, and no one will be able to get you out. Trust me. If I had done the things that I said right now, like I would have saved myself so much trouble, and I don't think there's such a thing. I, I hear uh, people say sometimes, if I wasn't in love, or if I wasn't chasing love, or if I wasn't doing this, I'd be so much further in life. That to me is not true because there's no further. I don't think it's a straight line. It could be zigzag, it can be loops, it can go backwards, forwards. Um, and I think it's led me here, so. I can't say that I regret um, things, but I have definitely learned from them. We all have the ability to exhibit toxic behavior, all of us, and it's up to ourselves to fight our toxicities and choose to be better. Mistakes do not make you a bad person, okay? And, you know, choosing to keep making the same mistakes will eventually make you a worse person. Unlearning toxic behaviors takes time. You have to do it every single day. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I have to be healed by now. Absolutely not. It's a constant battle, especially when you've been traumatized. Your brain has changed. You're not the same person as much as you want to be. You are not, okay? You have to keep trying regardless because it hurts. And the more it hurts you, the more you're going to hurt someone else. Hurt people, hurt people, okay? I do not think that there are bad people or that anyone is worse than anyone else. We are all different. Some learn faster than others. Some learn slower than others. Some don't care to learn at all. Some don't know how. Some don't want to. But don't be the person who knows how but won't. And don't be the person who doesn't try to learn how, okay? I'm trying to learn how. I've been trying to learn how, but I think it's time to try harder. So what happens when I continue toxic behavior instead? So one, you only hurt yourself. Sometimes you're even participating in self-harm on purpose, subconsciously. Um, often, call, often called self-sabotage, okay? You are ruining your own chances. You're just hurting yourself because you need to. That's just how you're coping. That's how I was coping. Self-sabotage. Number two, you are not practicing self-love or self-respect. You're literally sitting there being this toxic person. And that's not something you do when you love yourself or respect yourself. When you love and respect yourself, you love and respect others. And I, I really mean that. And it's easier said than done. I know I keep saying it. 
Number three, you look fucking stupid. Honestly, you will continue to look stupid and feel stupid until you decide to change your pattern. Lastly, what happens when you change? What happens when I change? I win. You win. You literally win when you no longer give in to how you're feeling. So thank you guys for listening. This is episode one. Um, I can't wait for episode two. Um, even if one person listens, you know, give me, even if one person listens, I'll be extremely grateful just because, you know, I didn't listen and I want someone to. So don't hurt, or don't hurt other people. Don't hurt yourself. Just love. And like I said, it's either said than done, especially when you've been hurt and you were hurt first and you deserve a way to heal from that. You deserve to. So don't let it keep destroying you. And I know it's so much easier said than done. We all have our vices, whether it's revenge, alcohol, drugs, sex, porn, violence, um, gambling, smoking, I have a few, actually. Um, Don't give in. You know, choose to love yourself. I love you, even if you've made mistakes. Um, It's really hard to forgive people. But when you think about it, and when you have even a little bit of chance of forgiving them, think about who hurt them. And that doesn't make what they did right to you. But it's something I think about.